The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Thanks for hooking up with The Antidote. I'm Dave Hawkins. For those who tuned in last week, we began a look into the incredible electronic music of Andy Hunter. And tonight is the second part of our two-part feature. And we have a lot of Andy's music and a really insightful conversation with this awesome musician. So let's get right into our talk. And Andy's song, Out of Control. Now, doing electronic music, I I mean, does this make you a technology geek? You know, is it the gear or the musician that creates the music? Um, That's a good question. I think with electronic music, I think a good song is a good song, in in a sense of um, if you strip back a song to just some chords and a vocal line or chords and a melody line, if it's good, it's good, um, no matter what genre. So there's definitely a sense of musicianship, um, but being techie helps with production side with electronics, so you know how to get a certain sound that's unique, that you're not just sort of using the presets on a synthesizer, but you're actually digging in deep and creating original sound that gives it your sound, the Andy Hunter sound, or whoever it is, their sound that you're digging, digging around, and that takes technical knowledge as well as musical knowledge. Um, so I, I would, for EDM, I, I'd definitely say it's, it's both, really.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andy Hunter, all the way from the United Kingdom. And you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Well, I guess really with the demise of so many of the record labels and bands just going back to being independent, that's the path that you've been following, has it not? Uh, yes, so I, I'm independent now, yeah. So I have a, a, a lot more freedom with my music. Which I guess could be a real blessing then, too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different. There is a real blessing in, in I can send my music wherever I want to. I can do film scores where in my first contract, if I'd wanted to do a film score, that would have got messy. But now I can choose what I want to do and I can choose where my music goes. I, I think... I think the thing of being on a label or a good label where maybe my weaknesses are um, is having more of a team of people around you and also the marketing side of things, reaching out to a wider audience, which is quite tricky when you're just a solo artist. Um, You know, you remain with your faithful fans, but it's trying to get your music out to a wider audience to attract more people to music and and that's quite difficult as an indie uh, artist. I would say that that's a tricky, you have to be quite smart in that area and obviously things like social media helps but still just getting your music out there and also you know finding interviews and when you've got a record coming out and, and that whole side of things. Having people who are in the know can really help you with that so whether that's a label or management or whatever.
your songs of course you're creating this music but you've also brought on quite a number of guest vocalists over the years including you know beth bullock on spiral but when you're putting a song together do you have someone in particular in mind for the vocals um yeah i do sometimes with people like um beth i had her sing she's normally an acoustic singer songwriter and um she does amazing stuff and I had a sing and thought oh, she'd sound great on a track mm-hmm. very much so I did start Spiral with definitely her in mind uh, and I'm also working on another tra- a new track at the moment which Beth is doing the vocals on um, which is sort of a similar kind of feel because I feel that kind of sound uh, lends itself well to her sound so I am certainly have them in mind when I do the track well life been changing, moving forwards over time Getting closer to the bottom of the climb If I use what I have found Then even if I fall
The antidote is in conversation with Andy Hunter. Andy, you've put many remixes together, you know, including a pair of tracks for Thousand Foot Crutch. But what's the attraction of doing a remix? Um, for me, I, I love remixing tracks that are just really good tracks. Um, so Thousand Foot Crutch, um, I love their songs. I, I kind of like that style of music. And it lends itself really well to electronic music because it, it's got a lot of energy, a lot of aggro. And and those remixes I did for TFK were just a, a real pleasure because, the, like I say, a good song is a good song. So straight away you're coming up with ideas as soon as you hear the song. The production on those tracks is is just off the hook. So, you you know, it, it's just like... Um, it's just sound sonically great. So you're kind of winning straight away in that sense. And it's just, I just really enjoy remixes because you come out with something completely different. Huh. And it's to say, I've just done a, a remix for a, a band called Gunga, who I really, again, I really yeah. like their stuff. Right. Just because they're, they're slightly different, you know, and they're just very organic. And again, the production on the way they recorded their music in the studio is just incredible. You know, you just hear little things on the piano and almost like the hammer touching the strings and all that, very organic, and I love all that. And again, it's a great song, so you just suddenly filled with good ideas. It gets harder when someone asks you to do a remix and you can't find much to remix on their work. You find it hard to find an angle. Um, so I normally listen to songs before I accept a remix. Do you ever find yourself driving along in your car hearing something playing on the radio and visualizing yourself remixing it? Yeah, sometimes, you you know, you sort of get sounds like, oh, I could build that into a phrase. Like, again, coming about the TFK thing, I, I swapped the arrangement around. So, yeah, some of the mid mid eight sort of um, vocal lines coming in as an intro, as a build. Uh, you know, I'll do things like that, again, just not sticking to the format, just using what feels right you know, and sounds good to switch it up a bit. So I hear things in music that I'm in the car and think, oh, that beat or that piano sound they've got there or riff would just, you could just do a whole new track out of that one riff. I'm a beast, hate to whip this spot up. Stick to cause cause the devil wears Prada. We want peace, but we can make this ratty stop. We don't want to hurt nobody. You can't hang my nature's nice and my heart's for the people of the world tonight if you got a problem with it take it up with life because if you try to push me it ain't gonna be nice
can push me to my knees I believe And I am now awake Uncontrolled and not ashamed When it rushes over me But what about with your own songs? Any particular ones that you have that you've put together that really stand out for you? I guess things that really kind of hit home for me. I mean, I love from Exodus, the ones that stick out there would be um, Show. Mm-hmm. Um, just because for the for that album, for me, that was the question. Going back to my faith, you know that the whole book is inspired by, obviously, the book Exodus. And basically Moses's journey with God and his journey with in his life and um, there's that point where he says to God you know show me your glory and God honored him and said I'll let my glory go by you and I've always lived my life with that question you know show me your glory and so I think that track on Exodus for me kind of sums up who I am my question where I want to go with God you know
in colour. I really like Miracle. Uh, I sampled my son's heartbeat while he was in the womb. Oh, my. So the, at the start, you have a... And that's, that's my son's heartbeat. That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> and then you actually have my wife's heartbeat in there, kind of... Because obviously babies' heartbeats are like double as fast. They're like, whoa, 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 really quick. Exactly. Tell my wife's heartbeat that's kind of half time. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that made up some of the sounds in, in Miracle. So I like that because of that. And, and the guy I was working with there, Daniel, he tours with uh, Dizzy Rascal. I don't know if he's big over there. Um, he's like a hip-hop guy over here. But, um, yeah, so... So that was all good. Uh, in colour, I like that one.
you have put out a wealth of work. Yeah, I mean, some people would say they want more from me, but you can only go as quick as the inspiration, really, in your production. And what about that? You got any future plans for recording? Yeah, well, I am. I'm, I'm working on this new track called Harmony with Beth. Uh, I'm undecided, really. Again, it, it boils down to how things work with the industry. You know, do I release a full album? Do I release an EP? Do I release just a single? See, most fans will say, I'll release an album, but then they get frustrated with the waiting. You know, and to do an album takes minimum, for me, a year. So I think when it boils down to it, people nowadays just want singles, you know? They just want them fast and out and collect them and... and buying albums is is a dying thing i think which is sad as an artist because an album kind of sums up where you're at at that stage a body of work rather than just a single track because on an album i get to do my ambient as i get to do slightly quirky stuff and then more of the straight kind of song based tracks as well so you get to kind of flex your, your art in, in that sense but i think the way things are going where people just want singles you're always having to kind of try and write those singles rather than a body of work. I'm a bit undecided, really, where I'm, I'm working on this track at the moment, but uh, a little undecided. But I know what you mean about uh, singles, because they can often just be a flash in the pan. Yeah. Because you are. You're doing it to market it to people. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't agree more, because that's sort of where you start to stifle your own artistry.
Andy Hunter with The Wonders of You. This is Trent Radio 92.7 FM, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And thanks to both our local and international listeners for tuning in for another episode of The Antidote. If you happen to miss the first part of our look into a decade's worth of music from Andy Hunter, you can also grab a recording of this broadcast on both iTunes and theantidote.com. I've had a ton of new music sent to me in the past few weeks, and I've picked a number of pretty awesome tracks, so be sure to tune in to The Antidote next Wednesday at 9 to hear those songs. Well, okay, this hour is almost up, so we'll finish our talk with Andy Hunter and his song Rise Up, and we'll see you again next week. But I've also got this project I've been working on for the last two, three years called um, Presence. Well, tell us about that. Um, well, it's, it's a lot more chilled out. Basically, what it is is trying, we spoke earlier on the arts uh, within church, and it's basically sort of recognizing that there's so many artists who believe in God, who express their faith through their art form. And, and really, there's not many outlets that are allowing them to express that. Um, so really, Presence was a project put together where I take verses from the Bible and for me as a musician, I'd write a piece of music inspired to that verse. But I'm also working with poets who are writing poetry inspired by that verse. Mm. Uh, a video guy based out of L.A. who's doing a lot of film to each verse and music, again, inspired what's inspired him as an artist by that verse and what God is saying. And really putting it together as a collection of chapters, really, rather than an album and tracks. It's basically 10 verses from the Bible that all kind of this art hangs from those verses, if you see what I mean. Um, so I'm looking to release that maybe in the autumn. I've already I finished the music last year. Over the last six months, I've been also doing a presence sessions, which is where I'm going around playing the music with all the video and the poetry coming in and out as a kind of an hour's session of meditation and devotion. It's not like a concert or a DJ where it's all high energy, but literally people come and just chill out, lie on the floor. It's just space for people to take time out and really focus on God or um, just spend that time with all that art. So it sounds like you really are a musical innovator. Or would would you consider yourself a musical innovator? Uh, I guess so. Um yeah, I mean, I kind of just do what scratches the itch and what I think of, you know. I think <laughs> um, I, I get bored quite easy. I like changing stuff up. Um, the trouble with that sometimes is because you are an innovator, people don't fully understand what you do. And then just as people are starting to understand, you move on to something else that then you have to keep explaining because people don't understand it. So that is the journey I've been on for the last 20 years, really. The Antidote's been joined tonight by Andy Hunter, all the way from the UK, just special to come and talk to us tonight. Andy, really appreciate you coming on. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, no, no, I've enjoyed it. Thanks for a great interview.